Well, welcome to Book Nook and the Quincy Public Library, and I with Katie Crowshower. Welcome back. We had a week break, but now we're back and continuing to talk about uh, Black History Month. Well, it's wonderful to be back, and yes, I you know I love digging in. I don't always get the opportunity to read as many books by and about people of color that I would like to, or that you know honestly come across the desks the way that they should. Um, you know, and some of that is just because there are patterns in publishing and and things like that. But when I do get a chance to read them, I just love immersing myself into that. Um, And some of these I was familiar with before. Others are brand new to me, which is always fun too. Um, I don't know that you know this about me, but when I was taking my graduate level classes um, at University of Illinois for my master's degree in library science, my two, two very favorite classes were storytelling and children's literature, because it showed me some of the the patterns that flow through children's lit beyond just, oh, there's a fairy tale princess and she gets rescued. Um, (laughs) And these are some of those things. So the first book that I brought with me is a collection by Virginia Hamilton, illustrated by Leo and Diane Dillon. This was originally published in the 1980s and there have been updated versions of it put out since then. But I just... I love this. It's called The People Could Fly, and it's a collection of African-American stories that came over with the people who were enslaved um, when they were brought to the North American colonies and to the continent, um, and then how they changed from just being African folk tales to being American black folk tales. So there's a there's a little bit of introductory information there for teachers and readers and caregivers. And then it just jumps into these stories. Again, some of these are going to be familiar characters. Some of them are going to be unfamiliar. But kids and adults are going to be able to appreciate the humor, the joy, the trickery that comes through in the stories. So, And then also transferring from you know like lions and giraffes and elephants in the African continent to mountain lions or bears or alligators here in the United States um, in the North American continent so you know just going through with the animal stories for a rabbit for a bear the he lion or the lizard or the alligator um, the tar baby story is in here in a slightly different form than most people will have heard it sure. um, but these wonderful wonderful um, black and white I mean it almost feels like silhouettes or or pen and ink drawings or woodcut drawings but oh just beautifully done um and then it gets into you know more of the fairy tale ones with the girl that lives in the moon tower which harks to me back to the more familiar stories of things like the um Greek and Roman myths very much that style of story and then some of the more supernatural with some ghosts or spirits or you know things that are a little more uncertain um, in the world. And the last section, um, Carrying the Running Aways and Other Slave Tales of Freedom, um, you know, that give and take between the trickster slave and the master or the boss or the overseer. And then the last story after which the book is named, The People Could Fly, talks about how in Africa the people knew how to fly. Of course, this is mythology, but it is... um, it also does have that that basis in what we want to believe about ourselves and that the people had to keep a secret when they were coming across on the ships and, and enslaved, but they kept the secret and then they used it to run away and to get away to freedom. And so wonderfully told because they 
are helping each other learn to fly so that they can get away, which I think is a great lesson for anyone who's feeling down and discouraged. You can learn to fly. You can you can support other people. You can always lift someone else up, even if you are down in the depths yourself. So really, really great messages and just just some wonderful folk tales and stories. Personally, I love reading these aloud because there is some vernacular, there's some um, jargon or, you know, unfamiliar language that you might need to work on a little bit, but hearing them out loud is the way that they would originally have been told. So well, sure, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how, that's, that's how many of these folk tales, not only black folk tales, but you know, the white, all of them. I mean, all yes. that's how, that's how they eliminated, right? Whether it was around a campfire or a fireplace at night at home or whatever, it was, it was someone reading to kids. Yes, so. absolutely. The other book is also about flying. Yes. Sorta. Well, this was inspired by, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so Jacqueline Woodson and Rafael Lopez created a story called um, The Year We Learned to Fly. Um, she wrote the words and he illustrated the book. Again, beautifully done. Love the pictures and the way that the story grows from, you know, kind of this bleak undertone at the beginning where it's raining and it's drippy and everything to this wonderful image at the end where the kids have, you know, overcome their frustration and their their boredom and, and upset. But I love it because the the story really does take a lesson along with it, but it's also about kids learning to use their imagination, learning to work together. The grandmother sees the kids, they're bored, it's raining, and she says, use your imagination, lift your arms, believe something. Somebody somewhere at some point was just as bored as you are or just as angry as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so helping them cope and learn to overcome those frustrations. And then adding in the historical perspective of, you know, other people who came before us had to deal with these things, whether it was the aunts and uncles and cousins who were brought here in huge ships. Um, Nobody can ever cuff your beautiful and brilliant mind. Um, And the kids take that to heart, and they start learning those coping mechanisms and also to lift each other up and lift up those around them, which I think is a beautiful way to end a story. And I think that when you're, again, you know, the, the imagination, that's the one thing that I see today you know, back when, you know, we were younger and didn't have all the stimulus and all the iPads and all the game. I mean, yeah, I had video games, but not like they have today. Um, and, you know, we played ball and we did other things, or sometimes we just daydreamed and you just thought about other things or you just, it, it was, it was different today. It's like, okay, you can, a kid can always find something to do. Yes. And it's, you know, unless you're, you know, when a kid says they're bored, it's just, well, they're tired of their Switch or they're tired of their Xbox. They're Mm -hmm. tired of whatever. Um, So I think that's one thing that I think is really important is that kids, you know, we try to, you know, when when our kids were younger, we tried to limit screen time and do all that stuff to a point. Well, the first two kids, the third one is kind of like, you know. (laughs) Lost cause. Third third kid, you know, third kid syndrome. Eh, Just do whatever. You're fine. Just just don't don't eat the paint, okay? Yeah. Um, Don't lick the walls. Don't lick the walls, yeah. So I look at this and... uh, I think it's it's great to to have a story where a kid can read and and look at this and and can and can again re-inspire imagination because it's so important. And they do talk about that, you know, the studies that have been done sometimes do come across my newsfeed and and things like that. And they talk about how when kids get bored, that is when their imagination truly does kick in. Because it's not that they're bored, it's just that they've received too much outside stimulus and not enough inside stimulus. Um, So that's when they do start looking at things. Okay, how do I put this together in a different way? What would happen if I, you know, combined 
these ingredients or these colors or, or whatever it happens to be. And, you know, some of my very favorite memories as a child are the days when you could just sit out and be on the swing set. Let's see how high I can swing. Or, you know, if you're out on the trampoline or you're just outside climbing a tree or listening to the birds, what kind of a bug is making that noise? Um, you know, that's when the curiosity sparks and truly lets you move on to that next step of imagination. A lot of uh, exciting-looking programs uh, this week. Uh, tonight, uh, it looks like the adults are going to go to Me Jalapeno. Yes, Woo! we are. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we like are. Um, All Over the Page Book Club will be discussing How Stella Got Her Groove Back by Terry McMillan. Of course, that was a movie right. back a few decades ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also just a really fun book to read and and that idea of a woman breaking out of this mold that she has put herself in and discovering that she truly does have something more on the inside. So we'll have a great discussion about that tonight at 7 o'clock at Mi Jalapeno. We also have um, this week, later this week, we've got our friends and family game night for kids and families at 6 o'clock on Thursday night. We have the, the Friday morning play date at the library, which is just a drop-in. Also on Thursday, our tween scene, which is just a a free time for the tweens to come in and play and we're doing cookie decorating with the yum factory at 2 30 that one specifically is for our teen patrons um i don't know how many they will have but we would like to have reservations for that so that we know how many cookies and how much frosting they need to bring that's important can't yes. run out of frosting we really need all the frosting uh, let's talk about some of the things that uh, the library has to offer in terms of its uh, its delivery services let's talk a little bit about the radio information services well so through the library we can help people get signed up for the talking radio service as well as talking books and braille services from the illinois state library and the talking books organizations um so they can help get people get signed up if they have a device or if they just have you know a regular radio so that they can tune to the correct place and hear the news read to them, hear radio transcripts played back to them. Maybe they missed it the first time they want to go back and hear it again. Um, so there are, there are different ways that they, they can access that information without having to wait for it to be replayed at a later date. Um, but also, you know, reading those newspapers out loud, reading magazine articles out loud to people who have vision problems. Um, this is just a great opportunity for people who maybe feel disconnected from the world in other ways. Maybe they're not as technically savvy to, you know, get on and find their favorite podcast or whatever, um, we can connect you with people who will help get that information to you and provide that access. Um, We also, at the public library, have what we call the reminisce kits. And these are great for people who maybe are working with... um, caregivers of of those with dementia or Alzheimer's or just in general an older generation that you would like to spark some memories from you know so maybe we'll have some toys that would have been popular at the time when that person was a child we have kits I believe for the 40s 50s and 60s and we're working on getting kits for other generations as well um, you know what the most popular songs were what the magazines were Um, reproductions of maybe magazine uh, covers that they remember and you can start that conversation with them um, to help share those memories and keep their minds active great stuff as always katie thanks a lot we'll talk to you next week thank you so much